uh, yeah, I felt just a little bit of, of uh, PTSD, but uh, one great encouragement for me is now I actually get to see your faces and see if you're falling asleep or you're either smiling or whatever. And of course, on this particular day, I get to wear shorts, which I love. So because the heat is looming and our young ones are here with us because they're not going to Sunday school, um, I want to reflect on one single verse for sake of brevity. But because it's brief, um, doesn't mean it's not powerful. But first, before the verse, which is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, um, an experience. So I was walking down the um, sidewalk of our college campus, and I walked into one of the educational buildings, and this lady that I had never talked to before asked me a question which completely surprised me. She said, by chance, are you related to Ralph Slight? And I thought for a second, this date lady doesn't know me. Is she like a prophet or a clairvoyant or a prognosticator or something like that? And I said, uh, yeah, actually, he's my grandfather. I said, how did you possibly know, since I don't know you, that I'm related to Ralph Slight? And uh, she said, well, you know, two things. Uh, you have the same build as him, and you walk like him. I'm like, what do you mean I walk like my grandfather? And she said, um, well, he had this swagger about him, and you have the same swagger. Now, first, I was a little bit offended because I think, I don't walk with a swagger, do I? But apparently, I have a walk like my grandfather. And what was interesting about that moment is, is, is her ability to connect me to a grandfather by way of my walk. In light of that, I want to ask you a question, all of us here a question. And the question is, would people around us know what family we belong to by the way in which we walk. And I'm not talking about, you know, physical steps that we take. I'm talking about the way that you live your life day in and day out. So here comes Paul's verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, and it's potent, it's powerful. He says, for we walk by faith, not by what? Sight. Simple but powerful verse. We walk by faith, not by sight. Now I want to reflect for the next couple minutes on three words, walk, faith, and we. Walk. It is the action of that statement. We walk. It is the basic mode of transportation, if you think about it. We start young, we crawl for a short period of time, and we were never meant as people to crawl long term. <laughs> Our knees don't last that long. We were meant to walk. Since we were about the year, age of one, we started to walk on these two legs. And though we have other modes of communication or modes of transportation like planes, trains, and automobiles, and cycles, and unicycles, and motorcycles, the fact of the matter is, when it comes to basic transportation in this life, nothing gets more simple or daily as walking. You walked into this parking lot from your car, and you'll walk back to your car from this parking lot. If you have to use a restroom, you're going to walk in there and you're going to walk out. If you decide to stay for some wonderful but non-nutritious hot dogs, then you'll walk through the line and probably walk to a table. You use your legs and your feet to walk every single day. It is the most basic mode of transportation that's carried us for thousands and thousands of years before there was ever a motorcycle or a bicycle or a car. I think that's probably why we have so many descriptors for the way in which we walk. Like my friend saw me as the one who swaggers, you can swagger, you can saunter, you can skip, you can sashay, 
if you want to. We have so many. That's just to use some S words that define ways in which we walk. So it stands to reason why Paul would use that as the metaphor, as the way of talking about daily life. Each step you take, we walk. And everybody has a, wa a walk, a distinctive walk. Someone who in their heart is a materialist, lives a life that's committed to acquisition and accumulation. A person whose heart is a hedonist, walks a daily life or walk that's committed to their own personal and private pleasure. The person who's a narcissist is one whose walk is governed by self-admiration and self-aggrandizement. The Christian walk isn't driven by that. That's not what governs life. We walk day by day, one foot after the other, by what? By faith. So we walk. That's the action of everyday life. Basic mode of journey in this life is walking. But we walk by faith. That is trust. And when Paul talks about faith, he's not talking about faith in a higher power that's nondescript or some ambiguous deity out there. He's talking about the God who revealed himself in the person of Jesus Christ, the one who bled and died for us, the one who bled in our place so that we could be forgiven and brought home and made part of a family so that we might have the spirit and start to resemble him. So we walk by faith in the God revealed by Jesus Christ and the Bible. That's what's distinctive about our walk, is we walk by faith. But I think we make two mistakes when it comes to living by faith, and they're related to each other. One is to think that God cares about the big things, but not the small things, that we trust God for things like salvation or resurrection or uh, forgiveness. But when it comes to chronic fatigue, when it comes to a business deal, when it comes to your kids, well, we work that stuff out on our own. God cares about the big stuff, so we trust him with the big stuff, but we work out the small stuff. And that is not true, is it? I mean, we're told by Jesus himself that not a sparrow falls to the ground apart from his will. That's detailed care. We're told that he knows the number of all your hairs on your head, and some are more than others, obviously. That's detailed. Jesus taught us to pray. Give us this day our what? Our daily bread. And that petition is set right alongside the prayer for God's kingdom to come, his will be done, and then comes this prayer for daily bread. Next is forgiveness. That's daily, non-eternal nutrients for our bodies. Every day we're supposed to depend and trust. That's living by faith each step of the day. That's how it's supposed to be, not just for the big things, but the small things. And I don't know that we always live the faith that way. And the second mistake we make that's related to that is thinking that um, faith as a whole doesn't boil down to choices of the moment. That is to say, oftentimes we live more by fear in the moment than by faith in the moment. That is, we know from our own experience that faith has a way of suffocating, of draining joy and gratitude. And we oftentimes live out fear about future outcomes of, future, of present realities or present circumstances or present situations we're living in. So the doctor says, we found a spot on your lung. And immediately you begin to fear because you're thinking through the outcomes of what possibly could come from this spot on my lung. Am I stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, and immediately we begin to live by fear 
not faith, largely about the future or something maybe less uh, serious as your, your son or your daughter is heading to college. That's the present realities, present circumstances. My kid was accepted. They're heading out in August to go to college, and now you start to live by fear of what are they going to do? <laughs> are they going to get in trouble? Are they going to pass their classes? And immediately you begin to live in fear because of the present circumstances and the unknown outcomes rather than by faith. And imagine if each moment we recognize that I'm walking, I'm taking one step. And the Lord's saying, you know, can you trust me in this one step? Instead of focusing on the future, just focus on the one step and saying, I'm going to trust you with this one step. Not live by fear, but live by faith intentionally in the moment. We have a, a special week coming up in our, our family. Um, our only daughter's getting married on Wednesday. And both the happy couple are both here. I won't point you out or anything, but they're over here. So that's happening Wednesday, and uh, I got an email just this last week that there's a fire burning in the vicinity of the wedding venue, okay? I mean, it's called the Beckworth Complex Fire. Maybe you've heard of it, but it's burning just east of the city or the town where the wedding is going to be held. So you can imagine. In fact, the town where it's going to be held is where people are uh, evacuating to, okay? So when you find that out just a few days ago, and there's a wedding happening, and then on top of that, of course, there's an earthquake in the general vicinity. I'm thinking to the Lord, okay, this is kind of an important week with an important day, and now there's a fire and there's earthquakes. In that moment, in the moment like that, I can't control the fire. I can't control the earthquake. Something I shouldn't be anxious about or worried about or fearful about. I can't do anything about it, so I can choose either in that moment to live by fear of an outcome that I can't control or to live by present trust that right now I'm going to trust the Lord. And whatever the outcome, it is his perfect and good will for me. Now, to close that loop so you're not worried about us, it's burning to the east, so it looks like everything's fine. But all of you have your places of anxieties and fears. Some of you have business deals that are in, 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 the, in the middle of being worked out. And the question is, in the moment, in the steps of life, of walking, are you trusting in this step or are you worried about the future? I think sometimes we, we need to approach life almost like toddlers. You know, that first step, you have to concentrate on it. And then you have to concentrate on it again. And sometimes you're fearful, but you take that step, and you take the step of faith. And pretty soon, you get used to walking that way. And I think that's what Paul has in mind when he says, we're supposed to walk moment by moment, day by day, step by step, choosing to trust him and not live in fear. Now, that hits me hard and at the heart and at a daily life level. So we're to walk by trust each step. And I hope you are. I know everybody. I know many of you, and I know that you carry your stresses, anxieties, and fears. And this is where the rubber meets the road of the Christian life. Not in some am ambiguous sense of faith, but daily walking. But the third word, we were never meant to walk this life alone, in isolation. That is, Christianity and Christian faith is not a solo sport. Paul said, we walk by faith. 
We, as in we plural, we as the Christian community, we in connection with each other, walk in faith. Now you have to ex exercise a daily faith on your own, but at the same time, that faith is intertwined with other people's faith. So if you were to liken the Christian faith to a sport, it would not be like snowboarding. To my knowledge, there's no team sports in snowboarding unless you're part of the Olympic team. There's no like synchronized snowboarding. It's just you get to make the run by yourself. The Christian faith is maybe a little bit more like playing hockey or being a part of a climbing team that climbs the surface of a, the face of a cliff in which you have a lead climber putting the chocks and putting the friends and putting the rope into pitons and then people coming up after you who are belaying you and holding the weight as you make your way together up the mountain. That is, we are interconnected and we need to be interdependent. We walk together. We need each other's encouragements. We need each other's prayers. We need each other sometime to correct and say, hey, you're walking in the wrong direction. The we. That's why we're here, is, is to be a church, and to be a church where you're able to connect in and be, form those interdependent relationships. And many of you have them. Some of you are in small groups, and that's, that's where those interdependent relationships are. If not, i got to say you, you should be at some point, and we have to get over this disconnected isolation post-COVID and dive back into the we of the Christian faith. And then when we walk by faith, not by sight, then people will look at the way in which we live our lives and they're going to say, hey, I know who you belong to. I know who your father is. Your father's the Lord. And that's what we want is for people to look at the way we live our lives and know that we belong to the family of God. Do I hear an amen? Father, we thank you for who you are as our Father. We're thankful for the fact that you died even for the sins of, of doubt. And we just ask that you would give us the grace to live each step of our lives in faith, not fear. And that we would choose to trust you, as difficult as that may be at times, that we would trust you in those things and people would be able to see that we actually live our faith. We walk the talk. And we pray this in the name of Jesus and for the sake of his church. Amen.